Undog Notebook Podcast, a podcast featuring the stories, trips afield, and legacies that are left following great gun dogs and classy bird dogs. I'd like to thank my sponsor, the Pride Dog Food, for their excellence in performance dog nutrition and Orvis for allowing me the written platform for my outdoor writing. I'd also like to thank the other friends and contributors that make this gun dog community such a great thing. Thanks for listening. This is the next episode of the Gun Dog Notebook, hosted by Darrell Smith. Okay, okay, okay. This is another episode. It's actually what I'm going to call the mid-season uh, recap for the Gundog Notebook Podcast. This is your host, Darrell Smith. I hope y'all are having a great evening, morning, afternoon, night, whatever you got going on. Um, but I wanted to kind of follow back up with everybody and see how your whole hunting season is going. This one is kind of a, a solo episode, but in addition to uh, my beautiful self, I got my best friend Josh, who is also a photographer and filmmaker for the Gundog Notebook, so we will introduce him shortly. Uh, man, it's been like like two weeks or something. I feel I feel like it's been like two weeks since I put out a podcast, which hunting season does that to you, and I've been hitting the road uh very hard <laughs> i got some stories for y'all but uh yeah i i kind of want to just follow up and see what y'all think about what i have going on um before we get into everything though guys i want to ask y'all to go and support my patreon account uh the gun just look up the gun dog notebook dot uh on patreon dot com p a t r e o n dot com and um also 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 hopefully y'all remember but i've been definitely doing uh some outdoor writing with a particular company by the name of orvis and i got a whole new article that just came out this month on november 19th it is a uh, Entitled Reconsidering Hunting Plantations. And I hope you guys enjoy that article. If you don't mind me uh, towing the line a little bit with that article and really just letting folks know what I think about the word plantation and, and recontextualizing it and re-understanding uh, it, really. Understanding what the past history was and all the stuff that nobody likes to talk about as far as you know the antebellum sow and the word plantation that's associated with that but then you know how it is that i see it now uh in 2018 and the application and, and why i think people shouldn't necessarily cringe at the word plantation um so if you guys would go check out the uh, orvis hunting and shooting blog you will find my article. Now, also, uh, 
while I was at the Super Retriever Series, my buddy Jerry Impervento, who does a whole lot of awesome photography for the gun dog community and for the gun dog universe, essentially, uh, he was so kind to take a photo of my good old dog Ruger. Ruger looked like George Washington in that in that portrait. He looked regal. He looked like a king. He looked like a young Don. But um, I just wanted to publicly uh, thank Jerry for that photo. We are going to have it uh, blown up, mounted here in the house and, and framed and all kinds of good stuff because Ruger has definitely put in his fair share of hard work and I cannot deny that this season. Um, and a lot of this podcast as I go on is going to talk about some of my insights this season. Um, also, my last little update. Uh, so, I'm sold out of gun dog notebooks. Good problem to have. <laughs> Good problem to have. Um, and I really appreciate you guys that did purchase them. And um, that just means a lot. I got mine in my back pocket all the time. And... Uh, I don't put some wear and tear and use into it. I got a couple maps and treasure and gold and stuff and secrets that cannot be found unless you go through my gun dog notebook. I'm like, uh, like a pirate or something like that for bird hunters. I don't know what it is, but my, my gun dog notebook makes me feel cool. And honestly, uh, Cool as it is, I really do jot down a whole lot of information in that thing, like training stuff, uh, secret spots, you know, places that I go, venture, notes, activity on my dog, observations, just that's what it's for. Um, so I will be restocking those uh, this week. So, yeah, pardon me, guys. It's been Thanksgiving and so on and so forth. Kind of needed to... to you know, take a bit of a break. Um, so yeah, like I said, I will be restocking those this week. And, uh, again, thanks to those who purchased them. Um, and lastly, sometime soon, I'm going to release a holiday promo code for all of the merchandise that I have on my website. Um, there will be an individual code, um, for, you know, unique little categories and so on and so forth. Um, all right. Now, we are definitely going to go ahead and get into the season recap. So, Josh has been sitting here ever so quietly and ever so kindly, but Mr. Joshua Same is here, uh, best friend film and video uh, for the Gundog Notebook, and uh, he's just been listening to me ramble for a second, but Josh, welcome to the conversation, sir. Thank you, sir. It's good to be here. It's, uh, it was hard to not get excited and you know yell a couple times <laughs> you know it's, it's been cool to see this whole process and like really um taking this into something bigger you know mm-hmm. bigger than one project in itself right you're, you're really pushing the boundaries of this so i'm enjoying it well you sir are making the experience, the visual experience, uh, you know, very, very genuine and authentic to, 
you know, who we are and, and definitely our relationship um, as we, you know, traverse the woods and so on and so forth. You've been on uh, a few hunts with me and, and you're getting your uh, firsthand experiences and kind of building your repertoire. So first of all, you being a new hunter, what might you have, and I'm putting you on the spot right now, but do you have anything that you might, after the hunting that you've gone out with me and done, do you have anything that really comes to mind or like maybe something that's kind of helped you along the way that you figured out through all of these experiences? I know that was a loaded question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I, I think something for me that I've taken is more of a life lesson. A lot of this stuff is, you know, I relate stuff back to real, like my normal life. Cause I feel like we only have so much time, so we should be spending it in stuff that genuinely helps our life. Right. Mm-hmm. So hunting to me has been the same thing and, it, and it's resonated more as I've done it. Um, because it's, it's gone back to the whole enjoying the whole process of it, the hunt, the, uh, waking up early in the morning. Mm hmm. Mm Because you want to, like we talked about earlier today, like you actually want to wake up early because you learn if you don't, you miss out on the birds. Right. Point blank period. Right. Um, That's not something I started off with. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Trying to wake my my ass up. But yeah, yeah, no, it's been really the the whole steps involved in it and enjoying, just in observing you mm-hmm. as an artist but also as a hunter seeing Ruger's progression mm-hmm. so it's it, to me it's all been, the, been about the journey yeah really. okay okay um, yeah I definitely think that's what it is and honestly that's why I'm even recording an episode like this that's kind of it, it, I have to take a break from having a lot of different people on and really just track my own progress. You see what I'm saying? And that was the whole point of me starting a gun dog notebook was as far as the podcast was to go back and, and auditorily track that progress. You see what I'm saying? And, and kind of document it along the way. So I wanted to go back on this season's recap and they were the, um, kind of midway you know, through, we're probably about midway or creeping up on it. Um, a lot of seasons are restarting and stuff like that. And dove season just opened back up. And so let's talk about that first, Josh. All right. So first and foremost to my listeners, I was definitely supposed to have this particular podcast done probably around 6 p.m. today. That was what I said I would do on my Instagram. Now, let's talk about why I didn't have that, Josh. <laughs> please, please tell them. Let's talk about what happened today. So, I uh, we get back from Charleston, long five-hour drive, and I just realized dove season opened back up. So, I was going to go back down to one of my spots and kind of check out the scene and see, you know, what was going on down there? You know, you know, I got back here, rushed in. I might not have stayed in the house till you know about 
10, 15 minutes. And I was out. Flew down there, drove an hour down there for maybe the last one and a half hours of shooting light. Booking it. I made it on time and everything. So, I'm kind of seeing it. The ground is wet. The mud and stuff like that. And you get stuck in the mud one time, you kind of learn what not to do the next time. Now, I make it all the way there, do some hunting. Don't come back with any particular birds or anything like that, but it was good to be out in the woods, nonetheless. Pack back up, you know, leave, go check everything out, and, and, and you know, a little bit, scout some cover, pack back up again, drive on off. Well, I do all of that despite mud and rain and all kinds of stuff like that, light rain, Get back through the woods. No problem. I'm thinking I'm going to get back home. Give or take about 5.30, something like that. You know, go ahead and finish recording the podcast and get it produced by 6. Give or take, right? Josh, how is it that I messed around and ran into a huge pothole? Man disappeared for <laughs> for a couple hours, you know, with with no uh, no audible signal. I was like, "Oh shoot!" <laughs> and when I did get a signal, I called Ashley. I was like, "Yeah, so uh, <laughs> you uh you you gonna have to wait on me for a second." <laughs> um. And it all just because I wanted to scoot down there for a whole hour. And I was just like, why did I go? Why did I try to go hunt? Why? Why? And the, the, the real irony of it was it wasn't even the hunting that got you. No, it wasn't the hunting. <laughs> it was not you the hunting. You got through it all, and then it was on the way back. And then I got through all of that stuff, stuff that I thought I would be worried about. And I'm sitting here changing the tire in the middle of the rain, just Pouring down. So what was that like? Uh, out there in the rain. More annoying than anything. I mean, I was already, I was already kind of. I guess when you hunting, you kind of already in the mindset of if I get wet, I just kind of get wet. So, eh, it wasn't the worst thing in the world. It just took a, a grip of time because I had like Stone Age tools. You know what I'm saying to do it. Like I didn't, I didn't pack the stuff I would typically pack to, to do something like that quickly. So, uh, that's pretty much where that was. I mean, it was more, more so annoying. So, you know, we get back and now I'm recording a podcast with you. Um, so there and again is why this didn't even get produced until 6 PM or didn't get produced at 6 PM. Now, what I wanted to do, Josh, while I, while I got you, is talk about the Barber County, Alabama, what, it, what was supposed to be a hunt. You went with me. This one. It was a hunt. I'm not going to say it wasn't a hunt, but yes, that one. Check the Instagram. <laughs> the, check the Instagram, the, the new photographic style from Josh Same. Uh... So yeah, we just check check Barber County, check the resume. Right. But uh so anyway, what do you before I kind of go into my part, Josh, what do you think that experience was like? 
Um, Start to finish. Yeah, absolutely, man. It was great because we didn't get anything. It was a proper hunting experience. No, we got something. It just wasn't birds. I'm not done. (laughs) Okay, my bad. We didn't get anything we expected to. I should should add that, that last part. We got a rabbit. <laughs> but we didn't get any birds. But the reason I'm saying that is because, to me, that made a proper hunting experience. Because it's all about, again, finding out what it takes to get the bird, not just getting the bird. If you get it, get too many easy birds, mm-hmm. you know, you, you get... It, it, it would get to my head. So yeah. it's, it was cool to see that. And then as far as the, the style of the video and photography, we've gotten to a place now that's more about telling hunting, but through a lens of the gun dog notebook, mm-hmm. Darrell Smith. So that was cool to see not only the raw experience of being out there getting thorns, <laughs> you know, piercing through three layers, but also coming back with some new content that more accurately represents um, maybe you individually. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> no, you were you are definitely spot on. You were definitely spot on. Um, what I liked about Barber County was, first of all, like, shout out to Ruger for hitting the hard tracks. I mean, Ruger definitely worked that day. Um, and it wasn't that we didn't find birds because birds just weren't there at all and it was just a goose no they were there the thing was because Ruger was pulling tracks like crazy remember them two times he circled that track and he we were damn near in a sprint yeah we he had us running almost yeah because <laughs> <laughs> with a flusher dog once they get there and he's jumping over all the thorns you mm-hmm. know, he's got something so you know I ended up spotting that sign that little you know quail poop or whatever and I was like this is weird it's right here and I don't know where it came from but you know my point being when you're out there and you're especially you're on a a manhunt for a quail like I've been for the last few weeks now you start to notice certain things in nature that just by by the trade of it make you a better hunter being able to spot sign like that like Cause as soon as I got there and redirected Ruger into it, he was hauling ass. You see what I'm saying? But then also just understanding habitat and cover because, and I knew we were in the right place because it was just finding that three layers of, you know, uh, habitat and cover and stuff like that. You got a low, a mid, and a high layer. You know them them tall pines and stuff we were talking about. It was all there. And Ruger was getting a lot of sense. He was getting a lot of it. It just, for some odd reason, them birds were not moving or they were not flying. I don't know what it was, but they were definitely there. I mean, I don't train my dog on, but so many birds since. (laughs) So, um... I reckon a bit of, what, colder weather would have helped? Probably so let some of that vegetation die. But again, you know, it's good to just be out there and kind of learn the spots. Yeah. Because, I mean, I'm going to go back there. Exactly. Get comfortable with, with the spot and the location. Mm-hmm. When we're there and there's even more going on. For me, <laughs> for me, trying to capture moments plus 
get a few shots in myself. Like, yeah, it's nice to actually know a spot mm-hmm. and then come back, and then I can focus on being in the moment and capturing what I need to without learning the spot. Right. So that was nice. Right. No, that's that's definitely how how you should do it. I mean. Because I'm gonna go back there, and even and I think we it was even better because we had so many leads building up to it. You see what I'm saying? Like there were, uh, hold on, who was it that gave me that lead there? I kind of want to shout them out first. Hang on one second, because like I really uh, appreciate that man who. I'm going to find out who that was that gave me that lead to the, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I think I'm good. Yep. It was MJK0006, Michael Kennedy, who I also need to hit back up and, uh, reach back out to because he was so cool and I'm sorry I haven't done so yet man I'm definitely I ain't forgot about you but Michael Kennedy gave us a couple of leads to um and and showed me a couple of maps or whatever um that would lead us in the right area for Barber County right like as big as that area is we at least had a good hint on where to go and I appreciated it because it cut the workload in half. Imagine trying to go there with zero direction. Way different. So it was a lot of walking, though. And I think next time we should go further into the WMA. Because we cleared out basically that whole front half. You see what I'm saying? And I mean, I want to get a little bit more dog power out there, though. Seriously. So that's definitely going to be one of my spots. But Ruger did well. I mean, he Ruger's at the point now where he can pretty much run all day because he ran all day that time uh, last week. He ran the whole freaking day. I mean, and the only time he really slowed down was when the bush got way too thick. You see what I'm saying? And it made sense. Like, I mean, it's only so much he's going to go through that within reason. And Ruger, he works. So, I don't know. I just kind of, I like doing this recap because it also puts me in a space where I can kind of evaluate where my dog is. Right. You know, um, I'm about to do some writing on just all of the phases and levels and things that I've learned you know, up until this season, which is like my third season, I guess, ish. I go by seasons. I don't necessarily count years. Um, and it's been a lot. And I can see the change in my dog. So, hunting Barber County, like, for him to be able to run like that and just run all day and really pull scent and stuff like that's, you know, to me, I feel like that's pretty impressive for a lab, too. Not just for a lab but seriously you don't you don't always necessarily hear about people talking about running labs all day you know and in one hand that's what I got that's the dog that I started with so we gotta make it work 
But in another hand, like you, I'm starting to see how efficient of a of a creature that my dog is just by him just being exposed to the to the the landscape and learning it. So it's interesting, man. It's definitely interesting. Um, so, so let me interject because I feel, you know, I've definitely grown up with Ruger, right? And, and seeing that progression like we talked about. Mm-hmm. It was cool to see how he will lead the way, follow the scent. Mm-hmm. But then he knows if there's like too much brush, too many thorns, mm-hmm. that man will, you know, just get right behind you so mm-hmm. to let you push through and then he'll be right ahead of you again. Right. It's, that was impressive to me. And I know that's probably, you know, how it is and how it goes, but it was just nice to see that. Yeah. Because we never talked about that, but he just did it. He and just it made did. sense to me. Mm-hmm. So I, I was able to lead the way as well. Well, some things, and that's my thing, Josh, like, you know, when I'm hunting with my dog, I, for the most part, I would like it to be fairly intuitive. You see what I'm saying? Like, I would... I try to make sure that the communication between me and my dog is pretty solid to where, I mean, the hunt is easy. You know, we trade, everybody does the work in some way, form, or fashion. I think I can push through a little bit of brush (laughs) if he's going to run as many miles as he is and going to, you know, bomb, you know, like throw himself into thorns and stuff like that the way he does. So, I mean, it's a give and a take. Um, and it's and again, that's just communication. Like, being able to read your dog and just seeing, okay, you know, when to, when to tell him to go and when to shut up and when to push him left, when to push him right. Do you remember the first time that he really, it really clicked and he was just able to run when he needed to versus get behind you? Mmm, that's a good one. Um, I think, I think it was in Kansas last year when I, we were hunting, he was pushing ahead, he was kind of nervous, he was cold. When I shot that quail, that wild quail, it flushed, I shot it. And he looked, he watched the bird go all the way down. I released him. He chased it, retrieved it, brought it back. Textbook. From that point forward, I remember seeing a different dog. So it clicked. I I'm, I think that's when it really hit. He, he you know, Ruger's been an athlete. Uh, he's an athlete of a dog. I mean, hell, he is. He's very, just physically... A very good dog. He's fast. He's got good size to him. He don't burn out. His endurance is good. And that takes a lot of, uh, I guess, a lot of focus. And I'm not trying to sit and brag on my dog, but he's the focus of what we got to hunt with right now. And so just being, you know, him being able to be efficient on the hunt is a big thing for me. Like running. And so if it means him laying back in the thorns for us to push through, well, that's sufficient to me. <laughs> Makes sense to me. I mean, sh- <laughs> it, it, it took me a second. At first, I was like, wait, 
No, you can go. And I'm like, no, 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 you know what? Yeah. <laughs> I've got, I've got some, uh, you know, gloves on here. I'll right. Push, I'll push through this. I just, you. I got you. you know, and, and you take a couple across the, you know, the sack, because <laughs> I did. <laughs> hey, thorns do not care. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. <laughs> and I had chaps on, man. I had um some like really, really thick, like thick wax cotton chaps. Like real I did thick. Not. <laughs> you did not. I tried to lead the way on I, I did try yeah, to lead the way at yeah. least a little bit. I know it didn't help a whole lot, but I ate a lot of that. <laughs> Cause chaps don't protect your whole lower you know, your whole lower part, so a lot of that, you know, it ate, but some of it, them thorns literally went through all of them. Well, it's interesting going through it because then you, that's, that's part of the fun to me. It's because you're, le I'm learning the nature mm -hmm. and I'm learning when to push through versus when to kind of circle and go around it. Mm -hmm. And it's weird because it's very subtle. Sometimes it, at first glance, I did, I wouldn't have just clicked. But you push through certain thorns and they mm -hmm. will catch your ass. Like you're talking about Ashley got stuck that one time. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes you just can't get through. Right. So you, you find that balance where you push and then you, you pull and you go, all right, right. Like, not worth it. Right. Right. You have to. And there was a couple of times where we all three were like, ah, not worth it. <laughs> so... Um, it was also interesting, uh, the guy that we met up with down there, not met up with, but ran into with the English pointer in the back. Mm -hmm. He, he, he was, he seemed about as heartbroken as, as we were. I'm excited to see that footage. Oh yeah, I did right. look at it. Oh, did you see it? Okay. Yeah, it's upside down Watch. though. Okay. We'll flip it, but, um. But yeah, we got some footage of, uh, you know, just this interaction we had with this hunter mm -hmm. that was cool I, I wanted to get a few clips I, I don't like to just invade people's privacy but at the same time it's nice to get a few authentic moments mm -hmm. of just even just talk, stopping and talking to somebody right you know? right and and he was a good dude I mean just I mean he was down there for the same reason we were looking for quail and Josh let me tell you something like the reason that I'm getting an English pointer is this, okay? When somebody shows up with an English pointer, you know they mean business. <laughs> Point blank, period. Then, man, when somebody pulls up to quail habitat with an English pointer, expect that that dog is most likely going to find some quail. An English pointer is a machine. Just straight up and I'm reading more about it and I'm not even trying to toot the dog no it's just a freaking quail machine you know if you want a dog that ain't gonna range don't get no English pointer I want this dog to high tail it all that ground that we had to cover out there I'm gonna send that dog all the way out just no mm -mm, run bye <laughs> we'll come to you um, is that more nurture or nature? Nature. You can nurture it, but it can be nature. Now, if the dog is smart 
it'll learn to adjust to the cover accordingly. You see what I'm saying? Like if we're in a bunch of, you know, thick forest and trees and stuff, the dog isn't going to range 700 yards. Like it's not feasible, but in an open country, like what we were in, let that dog run. Uh, so, I mean, it's just an adjustment and the dog will learn, uh, how to do it. So, you know, Josh, that was really kind of a, a, a big deal for me, uh, as far as going to Barber County WMA. And I'm definitely going to go back again. Um, did you have any other thoughts about it, sir? Mm, it's fun to be there. You know, yeah. it's as, as fun as it is to, to listen to the podcasts and get to capture moments just being there and experiencing mm-hmm. it is fun. So I just say get out there if you haven't, even if it's just to just watch and not even yeah. you know, get you, too involved yourself. It's, it's an interesting thing to be a part of. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it, sir. Um, so my next thing that I kind of wanted to go over, guys, as far as my midseason recap, if y'all don't mind, I got a few, I got a few more things on my list. But my midseason recap, I uh, hold on, let me adjust my mic, make sure I'm getting some some good clarity. Make sure, because Joshua, I'm going to only focus on me right now. I'm being selfish with the mic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'm going to just, I get it, I get it, I get it, hang on. Okay, 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 okay. So, what I wanted to uh, focus on next was the wood duck hunt that I did with uh, Richard Mumpower, my buddy, which was cool. Very, very, very fun. Uh, Very good time. And uh, it was kind of, it was very much so last minute. I'm not going to lie. It very much so was, but I don't, I've, I've never had a, an opportunity to hunt with him. Um, you know, been been out training with him and stuff like that and watching his dogs. Um, and it's, it's interesting watching someone who you look up to. Uh, and, and Richard is definitely someone that I met early on. I, I'm going to get another episode with a podcast with him on because he was on episode three and we've just come a long way from there, but you know, Richard is more so of a friend. He's a mentor. He just, he's a, he's a lot of different things for me. And being out hunting with him was just the most, I think it was, I can say it was probably one of the most surreal experiences I've, I've had in this whole hunting tenure, one of the top. So just to kind of put you in the place of what was going on, um, Richard called me about nine a nine p.m. Uh, the morning, the night before, and this was Saturday night uh, to go hunt Sunday. 
He's got a spot that his buddy told him about um, that was a really good wood duck hole, which I'm here for, of course. So, of course, I had to go beg and not necessarily beg, but I did have my tail in between my legs when I asked my wife, hey, last minute schedule change. Uh, Want to go hunt with Richard? Is that cool? I wanted to be cool, and so of course she was in support of it. But I owe her a church day. So we get up. I gotta be down there. I meet Richard um, before shooting light. We drive. We I meet him down at a certain location. We drive out to the WMA a few minutes down the road, and uh, we start getting set up. Pitch black, dark, Blanton Creek WMA. So, what was interesting was when we were sitting there. Now, he brought his Deutsch uh, Drothar uh, Knox. He brought Knox with him. And Knox is a, is a machine. Look, I'm telling you, you're talking about a versatile dog. That is the definition of one. Um, I ain't going to let you get too close to him now. He don't like sharing the blind with other dogs. But, he, you know... He, he's definitely, definitely, definitely a quality dog. Like, I I can say that I'm, I've always been impressed with Knox's performance on birds. I mean, you talk about game recovery, and, I, and I've even heard more stories from, uh, from Richard just about Knox's prowess and just what he's been had going on. So, anyway... I've got Ruger, Rich has Knox. We get set up, and just watching the the atmosphere and the, the fog lift up off the, the hole, and uh, man, I don't know. It, it I felt like it was kind of like a Disney cartoon or a Disney movie or something without it being so Disney, just as far as the effect, like the visual effect of everything that was going on and there's you know a loud you know wood duck call you know screeching through the air it's it's it was just it was cool man that spot i'm glad richard uh took me to and a lot of hunting man it's very much so the landscape and very much so the scenery as it is uh you know shooting birds or or running a dog it's about the whole thing and being up at five o'clock in the morning that was definitely worth it, of course. You know, and I didn't, for some odd reason, that particular experience, I, I've duck hunted before. I didn't get that particular experience when I, when I was able to gather, you know, hunting with Rich. I didn't get that experience in Kansas because the landscape was different. And hunting wood ducks, that was, that was, that was fun. Now, we didn't get any, but it wasn't that, we didn't see any. We had one uh, one come in left to right, uh, quick shot, just weren't able to connect. Three another uh, right to left shot, weren't able to connect, just kind of moving a little bit too far, way too fast. Uh, but there were shots and there were misses, point blank, period. But the thing is, despite those misses, we were able to see really good dog work. We actually did think that uh, Rich hit one of the birds. And I think Ruger thought that Rich hit the bird too. 
And I cast him, he takes off. Now, good thing about Ruger is he's very attentive to marks. Bad thing about Ruger is he thinks another dog is playtime. So he ran over to Knox and that just kind of canceled that whole track. But Knox was able to kind of search the area and uh, I, I just, I don't know what happened. But we had some, some missed opportunities, but we know it was a good spot. Um, thank you, sir. We know it was a good spot and I'm gonna go hunt there again with Richard. Uh, and so after that, we uh we took the dogs out you know to run we 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 let my dog out his uh german short hair summit and uh his son-in-law's young german short hair a uh a offspring of summit we let them run around a wma and kind of see if they can scatter around for quail find anything so on and so forth when when I tell you, we were so surprised at seeing that young dog run. Seeing that young dog hightailing it around them bushes on a mission. Not distracted, not nothing. That's just what I mean, man. Good genetics. And that's... I'm glad to see performances like that in the, in the, in the woods. And then you see his dog, Summit, who, I mean, rock solid points. She ended up catching a scent thing. And it was, it looked, I, I guess it was old scent. Um, but it was definitely some kind of bird. I mean, hit it and froze on point. So I'm saying all of this to say, man, I've just, I've, I've had a very, very, very insightful third season because what it is that I'm seeing now, for the most part, in the company that I've kept around in my, I guess, my hunting circle of friends have really, to me, exemplified very good dog work. And the standard is so high. I'm around it so much. It's just like, good Lord. Uh, you know, for this little English pointer, <laughs> I'm a, I, I got my work cut out for me. But anywho... Um, so, I say all that to say, uh, I just really enjoyed uh, my hunt, my wood duck hunt with uh, Richard, and I now have a new hole to go to, and uh, we'll check it out again. And uh, my last, last, last hunting, scouting, expedition, adventure that you want to talk about was um, going out on the second day of the duck opener. And that was cool. We I was I was shooting for wood ducks. That's kind of the thing down here in Georgia. If you ain't, if you can't tell, but um, just finding that habitat and seeing how everything worked, I found two very 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 good duck spots within, you know, hundreds of yards away from each other. But being able to find that and hike through, uh, just crazy 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 vegetation and mud and all kinds of nasty stuff make you want to give up the thing about that was i didn't and i kept hiking to this further this spot that was just further back because something about the track and the trail didn't make sense i felt like i was supposed to be going somewhere but what i was seeing looked like a dead end and i kept pushing i kept pushing i kept pushing 
and came across this beautiful duck hole that I have since nicknamed the Iron Throne. So I found the Iron Throne. Game of Thrones reference. Respect. <laughs> Speaking uh, of, yeah, uh, I got to meet Jeff Joffrey mm. randomly while I was in my neighborhood, uh, my neighborhood Starbucks for in London, just visiting. Really? It's just on the random, yeah. Bumped into Joffrey in person, and this guy was not all the evil that he was hyped up to be. He was, he was a nice guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, he was actually uh, very friendly, considering I'm sure a lot of people give him a lot of grief. Right. Well, I guess the first, uh, first duck that I shoot from the Iron Throne, I guess I'm going to have to name him Joffrey. Hey, yes. <laughs> Alright, so that duck hole, I didn't see any ducks, but it just, the landscape and the habitat looked too good. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's just some things just look like money. Some things just look like money. That duck hole, it looked like money. <laughs> I'm sorry, it did. I was like, yeah, I'm going to ping this. So I've been using Onyx Maps also, which is a very, very, very good resource for like hunters who want to save their spots. Like I saw a deer, a deer run across me today as I was kind of attempting to dove hunt. I just marked the track, took some photos of the trail in the mud because it ran across me as if I wasn't even there. And uh, I marked the location on my Onyx map. So if I ever decide I wanted to be a deer hunter, I at least got a track, at least got a starting point. But also what I did with that map was um, mapped the Iron Throne. So I have the GPS coordinates to it. And I'm going to keep hitting that spot because I just feel like it's too ducked off to not be a duck hole. It's ducked off. So, and I mean, it's a nasty hike to get to it, but I'm hoping it's going to be, I'm hoping I'm going to go back there one morning and it's just going to be full of ducks one morning or something like that. But it's going to take, you know, a couple of efforts and a couple of tries and uh, hopefully it works out. So, all of that being said, guys, it's been an eventful third season. It's been a very eventful third season. And uh, from traveling to game fairs to uh, really hunting and dedicating myself to only really hunting wild birds, like I... Minus some towers, minus one tower shoot, I've got all wild birds in my bag, all wild game in my bag, really. Which is a big deal for me because I, I wanted to make that transition in my third season to really challenge myself and to learn the landscape and, you know, all of that stuff. Uh, what I'm learning as I grow as far as running a gun dog and learning habitat and hunting and, and really being in pursuit of something and appreciating the, the pathway to, I guess, success. 
number one, for me, I had to tell myself to hunt for myself and hunt for my dog. Not the standards of anything else because what you think is the standard don't work for your dog. <laughs> it just doesn't work. I mean, you might think you have an idea about what your dog is supposed to look like hunting or something like that. And that dog will turn you back around and say, no, sir, this is how I'm going to hunt. I've had to have that same acknowledgement with my dog, Ruger, and ever since, it has been the best experience that I can document thus far on the Gun Dog Notebook. When you start to shut up, and guess who told me to do that? Richard Mumpower. Put some duct tape on it. And shout out to Josh for the creature comfort, man. I appreciate that. <laughs> <it. laughs> hey, if there's an excuse to bring some around, please let me know. Okay, 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 okay. Shout out to Josh Strickland, my designer buddy who uh, actually put me on to them. <laughs> oh, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Well, also some more insights, man. And I'm just being real about this whole hunting thing and, and really getting out in the woods and understanding what it is that you're doing and what the goal is and what the initiative is. When we get out there with our dogs, I think there's a an, an understanding that the goal is to work as a team. I think the goal is to work as a team and to work as a team with a dog, your shooting needs to be up to par with the dog's work. <laughs> And that has been a big thing for me, which is just making sure that I can shoot just as well as the dog can hunt. That's teamwork to me. I mean, being able to knock game down and your dog being able to retrieve. Now, whoever is falling short, then, you know, we need to address it as such. But it took me two or three times for my dog to look back at me with the most sour of looks. <laughs> okay? The most sour of looks. After missing easy shots, it's not teamwork. So that's my thing. And, and I, I pride myself on being a fairly good shot. I mean, yeah, that's what we're here for. So, Darrell, just, uh, you know, I love interrupting you, yeah. mm -hmm. but uh, I think that's why I kind of started taking photos and videos for you, because, like, I wanted, you know, it's honestly, it's fun to be part of the team. Uh -huh. If you're part of the team, hey, you're in, like, because the, t the whole team's working, it's not just you. Right. So I'm learning and enjoying it. But at the same time, I can't just be sitting there not putting in work. So my thing is, yeah, I'm, I'm learning a lot. So let me capture some cool moments. <laughs> I do know how to do that, right? Yeah. Um, so teamwork is just about doing what you do best and then learning how to do the rest mm -hmm. along the way. Yep. So yep. thanks for that opportunity, man. No, man. I, uh, I appreciate it. Like what I want. What I, the whole basic premise, Josh, behind the Gun Dog Notebook is to learn and build on the things that you may not know, build up your strengths and weaknesses, and really create your own definitions. That's why we're talking about what 
teamwork means, you know. That's the whole point of the gun dog number, to create a conversation around that. Um, whether it be here in a podcast studio or whether it be walking around out in the field. The whole point is to do that, you know. Um, so I just, I personally just really appreciate you, uh, you know, being a part of this journey. Photography-wise, Josh, it has been amazing and phenomenal. Uh, and we got a whole lot of ideas coming up soon. Hey, it's fun. Cool, 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 cool. So... One more thing that I want to ask folks when they're out hunting, and I'll start to wrap it up soon. I'm running a bit short on my time. Is, are you hunting, is your dog hunting, you know, fluidly and, and, and purposefully? Or is your dog just running around aimlessly? What I, I have grown to love about me and Ruger's relationship is the fact that I know when Ruger's hunting and I know when he's not hunting. <laughs> it's very clear. And most of the time when I let him off the back gate of that truck, he's hunting. Unless I call him to heal. And, it, and it's those things that, you know, as upland hunters, we're, we'll just learn over the course of dealing with your dog. But that was something that was important to me this season was being fluid and efficient about the time that we have in the field because it ain't a whole lot. So while we out there, we need to make this work it. Um, you know, when I think about running a Labrador, I think about all the different types of dogs that I could have gotten you know, to get me to this point now. And I felt the most comfortable with a Labrador because, I mean, I didn't know anything about a point dog and training a point dog, and I probably could have figured it out. But a Labrador, the temperament, it could be a little high-strung at times. Maybe, maybe not. But the dog is going to work. The dog is going to do the job once it understands it. And that was the same thing that I started to learn or the same thing that I started to hear from multiple people about labs. So now I got a dog that is guaranteed for the most part to do the job. Now I need to focus on making this dog in my third season and its third season, make it hunt more fluidly and purposefully, which we've done thus far. You know, um, as a handler, I, I definitely have my flaws and I'm still trying to figure out, you know, how to uh, do more things with my dog. I, I, I can say that Ruger doesn't hunt far enough at times. Sometimes he'll hunt too close and, and it's not necessarily beneficial or he'll kind of go off on his own track and for momentarily lose sight of everyone else. Good thing is he'll circle back around. But, I don't know, as a trainer, I just, not necessarily as a trainer, I don't want to say that, as a handler, I want to be the person that when I go out with a dog for a day's hunt, I want to know that we, 
weren't out there just messing around. We were covering ground to the best of our ability. And that dog was under as best of control as possible to make everybody's experience pleasant and everybody's experience worth the time and the drive. Period. So that's pretty much where I'm at with my season. Um, also, down at Barber County, I mean, to go further about the game finding thing and just being efficient, we ended up shooting a rabbit. Yes, that was that was great. Yeah, we got a rabbit in the bag. It was very instinctual. I actually, for the most part, Josh, do not remember much of the actual shooting of the rabbit. I just remember quickly pointing my gun and blasting. I remember hearing a gunshot and looking up. <laughs> <laughs> Which I hate to say. I would love to say that I was I was there ready. <laughs> That's the learning lesson there. But um but no, I mean, you know, it was that was really clutch to see you just kinda of like instinctually snag that. And um, that was a clean shot, man. Yeah, it was actually pretty clean. When we cleaned it out, like, you know, it wasn't anything that was just terribly mauled or anything like that. So, and Ruger, I got to, again, give him the applause. He dragged that little rabbit because I didn't, I wasn't sure if I had even killed it or, and I, and, and my, my Covey confession for today is I didn't even know what I shot, honestly. I was hoping it was something that was legal. I'm 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 gonna say that on the podcast and it was. It worked out. But I definitely shot a rabbit. I had a glimpse of a piece of brown. Well, I said, yo, I see feathers flying. Nice yeah. cause you're like, did I get it? And I was like, I see feathers, you're good. And you're like, feathers are fur. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I, I did like, say oh. that. I was like, feathers are fur. Yeah. Hmm. And because I just wasn't sure, and I, you know, Ruger jumped it, so of course I sent him in, and sure enough, he pulled a rabbit. And that brought that stuff was thick, Josh. Like what Ruger ran into to get that rabbit, he pulled it through. It was thick, and it was sure enough a nice looking cottontail rabbit. I was like, okay, well, looks like we uh got ourselves a rabbit <laughs> all right totally unexpected but i'll take it so sometime this week i will be putting together a rabbit recipe for you guys um so i think i heard something about rabbit dumplings right? i think i want to but at the same time ashley don't like dumplings so I, I think I'm going to do something a little bit different but i'll figure it out there's a book that i want to get pheasant quail cottontail bunch of rap uh bunch of recipes and stuff like that in it so uh maybe maybe some of that content will make its way to the patreon account yeah i hope we'll take so. some videos and pictures we'll have to we'll have to do that show some exclusive recipes That's right, bro. on the on the thing all right guys well you know i just kind of wanted to, to give you guys a little something just little recap, let you know that I'm still here and I'm still hunting. Uh, I got a lot more information, a lot more people lined up very, very, very soon. Some dope, dope, dope uh, podcasts and interviews and uh, 
just some really strong influencers in the industry. Uh, some very, very interesting people. So, uh, of course, you know, per usual, y'all have a great one. Uh, as, as stated before, go back and support the Patreon account. Go to the gundognotebook.com uh, website. Thegundognotebook.com And uh, also, join the uh, Facebook listeners group, the Gundog Notebook listeners group. You can find that uh, and, and join the conversation there. So there's a lot of things that I got going on and, and I'm just trying to push the bar forward, push it ahead and, uh, you know, let y'all know what I got in my mind. Speaking of the Gundog Notebook website, I've been scrolling through uh, photos the whole time. Oh, really? You know, the combination of photos, of course, Ashley's taking some great ones of you too. Mm -hmm. It's just cool. Mm-hmm. Takes yeah. you right back in the moment and uh, pop on the podcast while you look at some photos. You're yeah. in business. Maybe you jot down some some uh, notes in the in and, your gun dog notebook. Uh huh. I'm here for Sorry, it. Sorry, man. This stuff's like butter. <laughs> it's too, easy. It's too, easy. too easy. No, Ashley. You and Ashley have definitely been uh, doing a phenomenal job with the photography, and I, I appreciate it. So. Um, you know, let that be known on the, the record. Um, you know, Ruger's been a, a joy and a pleasure to hunt with. And, uh, yeah, so that is the end, guys. That's the end of uh, this episode of the Gundog Notebook podcast. The uh, season three, like mid-season recap is what we're going to call it. Alright, and uh, y'all have a great one. Keep hunting, happy hunting, and uh, let me know some of y'all's thoughts on social media. Let me know how you guys are liking things. How's your season going? You know, anything. Send it to me, as long as it's good. Alright, guys. Y'all be safe. Cool.